Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 329, the 31st Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. In the Bible, and particularly by the time of our Lord's ministry on earth, there were literally hundreds and hundreds of rules, regulations, practices to be observed for all faithful Jewish people to try and keep as best they can. If anyone wanted to be considered perfect at rights with God, then they were expected by the experts of their day to observe each and every one of the many rules, laws and practices set down. There weren't just the Ten Commandments, but there are also many extra detailed rules and regulations to keep on all sorts of parts of life. This included requirements related to ritual cleanliness. So we're all extremely fortunate that our Lord summed up all of God's law and all of the message of the prophets in two simple commandments, which are actually different sides of the one coin. Love God. Love our neighbour. Which also means we actually show our love for God by how we show love and concern, care, mercy and compassion for our neighbour if we found ourselves in the same situation as our neighbour. The complete gospel is this, love of God, complete love of God, and love of our neighbour as ourself. And the common denominator to both parts is, of course, love. It's the meaning and heart of the gospel of Jesus. Jesus Christ is love. The Father is love. The Holy Spirit is love. God is love. People who act lovingly to everyone, even those who don't wish us well or who want to do us wrong. We act in and through love because we are relating to God, whose very nature is love itself. Our Sunday worship is deeply mysterious and sacramental, and it's an expression of our weekday lives. And our weekday lives must be an application of what we proclaim and express on Sunday. We all can fall short of our basic beliefs in our ability to walk that path of holiness. We can fall short in moments of stress or trial, and we might at times fail to recognise the holiness of those with whom we meet, with whom we work and live. We can all possibly fall into that trap of not practically applying the principles that we do truly believe and strive to live. But again, that's what's so beautiful about Jesus' commandment, love. It's not about driving ourselves with mechanical intensity to treat others like we would treat God, or else we've failed and failed horribly. It's about loving ourselves, being gentle on ourselves, and gentle on others, and allowing that love and gentleness to flow out to everyone around us. Allowing God to put that love in our hearts, and with our cooperation. If we fall short, it is love, not harshness, that is there to put us back on our feet again. Because the goal is not about grabbing the crown of victory like a ruthless person who grabs the prize because it's owed them. But no, it's about growing into the most loving person we could possibly be, being completely united to God, who is the true source of all love. This is Faith, Hope and Love. When I was a child 
My youthful heart when it was running wild But wiser now, I will rest those ways Though somehow, a part of me can say For faith, hope and love abide And the greatest one is Forsake me not, O Lord my God, be not far from me. Make haste and come to my help, O Lord my strong salvation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone, and joy and peace to all. Welcome as we gather to listen to God's word and contemplate his wonderful sacraments. As one family, let's prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries by first calling to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you healed the sick. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you forgave sinners. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you give us yourself to heal us and bring us strength. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God. Let us pray that we will give God praiseworthy service.
Almighty and merciful God, by whose gift your faithful offer you right and praiseworthy service, grant, we pray, that we may hasten without stumbling to receive the things you have promised. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses spoke to the people, May you and your children and your children's children fear the Lord your God all the days of your life, and keep all his decrees and his commandments that I am commanding you, so that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe them diligently, so that it may go well with you, and so that you may multiply greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. The Word of the Lord I love you, Lord, my strength. I love you, Lord, my strength, my rock, my fortress, my saviour. God, you are the rock where I take refuge, my shield, my mighty help, my stronghold. Lord, you are worthy of all praise. When I call, I am saved from my foes. From your temple you heard my voice, my cry came to your ears. Long life to you, Lord, my rock. Praise to you, God, who saves me. You have given great victories to your king and shown your love for your anointed. I love you, Lord, my strength. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. The priests of the first covenant were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. But Jesus holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, he is able for all time to save those who approach God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. For it was fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, blameless, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, he has no need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for those of the people. This he did once for all when he offered himself. 
For the law appoints as high priests those who are subject to weakness, but the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. All who love me will keep my words, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. One of the scribes came near and heard the religious authorities disputing with one another. And seeing that Jesus answered them well, he asked him, Which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, The first is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one and besides him there is no other, and to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbour as oneself, this is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that the scribe answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask Jesus any question. The Gospel of the Lord. Why is it that the instruction of Jesus to love your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and your neighbour as yourself, sounds such a simple yet so difficult thing to practice? One might wonder why Jesus found it necessary to link the two when it would be so much easier to proclaim that we should simply love God. We seem to do this so often in our prayers and at Mass, and most passionately when we're facing a crisis, that it sometimes seems as though we're repeating our profession of love so often that we start to wonder, has God forgotten our love and therefore might forget us? Well, that's never going to happen. It's probably the only thing our omnipotent God can't do, to stop loving and caring for us. So, why the added instruction to love our neighbour? What good does that do us, we who are so busy loving God so much? So even though we know this instruction since the time of Christ, we've never quite comprehended the two aspects that can never really be separated. One doesn't make sense without the other. Essentially, Jesus is saying that to claim to do one without the other is only half living the command. Of course, it's much more comfortable to tell God of our love and dedication, but Jesus made no promise of the love of God being comfortable. In fact, there are times when he alludes to it being a demanding life of service and self-denial, 
focusing far beyond our own comfortable circle of family and friends. Now, even if we think we've grasped the concept of what it means to love God, then we have the dilemma of deciding who is my neighbour and who is deserving of my generosity of service. It's interesting to note that at this point that Jesus does not say we should be serving our neighbour, but rather we should be loving them as much as we love ourselves. Of course, that presumes that we have first a, a healthy and a generous love of ourselves, one that ensures that we provide ourselves with life's necessities, like security and nourishment and companionship. And this is where the commandment starts to get quite difficult. Now, this is not a new teaching from Jesus, since it was already part of the Jewish creed. When asked what was the essence of the Jewish law, the teacher Hillel said, What you hate for yourself, do not hate for your neighbour. The rest is just commentary. So how can we really learn to follow these teachings that seem to be beyond our capabilities? Perhaps the closest examples of living these compound commandments can be found in the lives of the saints, where their love of God seems to spring from their comprehension that it's not a true love of God which does not express itself in the love of neighbour. They do not allow the love of ritual to take the place of love. Now I'm not referring to perfect people, but to those people who have perhaps flirted with sin and then realise that they have a long way to go. Those who have not looked for God in the sky or merely in the sanctuary of the church, but have found him sitting in the gutter right outside the church. Perhaps our greatest neglect is not that we don't love our neighbour, it's that we don't really know them or want to. Our shyness, our suspicion, our sense of safety can convince us that it's necessary to sometimes avoid our neighbour. Sure, we'll help them if we see them falling over in the street, but it seems to be going too far to actively seek them out when they might be too proud to ask for help, or worse, when they won't thank you for coming to their aid. It's perhaps a sad reflection of our times that the closer we live together in our cities and suburbs, the further we try to remove ourselves from the lives of others, which makes the application of the two laws outlined today seem even much more difficult. And if we do put ourselves out for the stranger or the person in need, what thanks do we get? What if they come back for more? Well, therein lies the dilemma for all of us. Does God only believe in our love when he sees how we serve those who don't yet know him? We would do well to remember the wise words of Mark Twain, who said that one of the nicest things that can happen to a person is to do good by stealth and to be found out by accident. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. 
I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for our neighbours in the same way that we pray for ourselves. For the Church, that it may always be a sign of God's love. Lord, hear us. For the nations of our world, that they may cease to build up weapons of destruction and work to heal division. Lord, hear us. For those who work in the audio, visual and print media, that they may witness to the truth and be effective communicators of God's love. Lord, hear us. For local communities, that they may be true neighbours to each other and care for those who are isolated, elderly or sick. Lord, hear us. For those who have died, that they may know the eternal love that will never leave them, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God, ever faithful to your people, we humbly ask you to hear the prayers we offer in the name of Jesus, who is Lord for ever and ever. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name for our good and the good of all his holy church. May these sacrificial offerings, O Lord, become for you a pure oblation and for us a holy outpouring of your mercy. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. 
Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Father of mercies and faithful God. For you have given us Jesus Christ, your Son, as our Lord and Redeemer. He always showed compassion for children and for the poor, for the sick and for sinners, and he became a neighbour to the oppressed and the afflicted. By word and deed, he announced to the world that you are our Father and that you care for all your sons and daughters. And so with all the angels and saints, we exalt and bless your name and sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy and to be glorified, O God, who love the human race and who always walk with us on the journey of life. Blessed indeed is your Son present in our midst when we are gathered by his love and when, as once for the disciples, so now for us, he opens the scriptures and breaks the bread. Therefore, Father most merciful, we ask that you send forth your Holy Spirit to sanctify these gifts of bread and wine, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day he was to suffer, on the night of the Last Supper, he took bread and said the blessing, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, gave you thanks, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, Holy Father, as we celebrate the memorial of Christ your Son, our Saviour, whom you led through his passion and death on the cross to the glory of the resurrection, and whom you have seated at your right hand, we proclaim the work of your love until he comes again and we offer you the bread of life and the chalice of blessing. Look with favour on the oblation of your church, in which we show forth the paschal sacrifice of Christ that has been handed on to us, and grant that by the power of the Spirit of your love we may be counted now and until the day of eternity 
among the members of your Son, in whose body and blood we have communion. Bring your Church, O Lord, to perfect faith and charity, together with Francis our Pope, and Mark our Bishop, and his assistant Ken, with all bishops, priests and deacons, and the entire people you have made your own. Open our eyes to the needs of our brothers and sisters. Inspire in us words and actions to comfort those who labour and are burdened. Make us serve them truly after the example of Christ and at his command. And may your church stand as a living witness to truth and freedom, to peace and justice, that all people may be raised up to a new hope. Remember our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the peace of your Christ and all the dead whose faith only you have known. Admit them to rejoice in the light of your face, and in the resurrection give them the fullness of life. Grant also to us, when our earthly pilgrimage is done, that we may come to an eternal dwelling place, and live with you forever, there in communion with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Saint Joseph, her blessed spouse, with the Apostles and Martyrs, and with all the saints, we praise and exalt you through Jesus Christ your Son. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. 
Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. You will show me the path of life, the fullness of joy in your presence, O Lord. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. May the working of your power, O Lord, increase in us, we pray, so that renewed by these heavenly sacraments, we may be prepared by your gift for receiving what they promise. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you everyone for giving generously of your time and prayer and contemplating God's living word and encountering God's sacrament. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Like a rose bears its thorns Today I arise 